We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And finally, the nation's biggest burger chain is upping its game. CBS's Deborah Rodriguez explains. This is a burger. I strongly suggest you take a seat. McDonald's has had enough of dry patties and squishy buns. The company says it's upgrading its all-beef burgers by cooking them in smaller batches for a uniform sear and loading them with more special sauce. The lettuce, cheese, and pickles are intended to be fresher and meltier, and the bun is now a buttery brioche with more sesame seeds scattered on top for a homemade look. The revamped burgers will go nationwide in 2024 in an attempt to put down increased competition from higher-end fast casual chains like Five Guys. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Wait, what brand was it? I didn't see it here at the beginning. McDonald's. This is the Golden Arches. They're mm-hmm. upping so their game. My, my kids, like... We- I'm not anti-McDonald's, but I'd only go there once a year. But Bennett's turned on to their McChicken now because we're kind of a chicken sandwich household. But, like, that's not going to get me. I mean, no. the Five Guys is three times the price. The only reason to go McDonald's over Five Guys is to save money. I mean, the Five Guys burger is exponentially better. Right? I mean, am I wrong on that? No, I didn't, no. Yeah. Solid, yeah. I mean, Shake Shack, the problem with Shake Shack is that some of their places, like the one by the mall in, like, West Hartford, Farmington, it's not a good Shake Shack. I went there, and then I went to the one in Boston, and it was like night and day. Mm. It was like, and they they prioritized the 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 mobile people, the DoorDash folks. If you order there and you're sitting there, you're gonna wait a long time. It's not good. As all these dudes come in for orders. Anyway, I need more Wahlburgers. Is it good that my kid it's likes good. their sauce? They give a Wahlburger yeah. sauce that's really good. I don't. I love a good burger. We had burgers uh, last night. I went with the double. I almost, you almost had to. I needed a rope toe to get out of my chair. I love a cheeseburger. Thank you, Kevin. Sorry about that. I'm just, I'm, I'm hungry because I'm, I'm trying with Tommy. I'm trying to do like I put on a couple of lbs since the triathlon, so I, I want to go no bread. I just want a couple of eggs and a little bit of bacon. Mm. So some days he has it for me, some days he doesn't, and uh, he had it this morning. So now I'm hungry because it's not enough. I'm used to eating more. Mark Christopher in the Brown Pandiers and Scott Traffic Center. Mark. Are you, what do you go for breakfast? You can't have milk because your wife is anti-milk, and so you can't have cereal. So what do you have? Inflammation, yeah. Um, a lot of times, I'll, like I haven't eaten yet today, but I'll have some yogurt with blueberries in it, oh, like or that. a piece of uh, toast with uh, peanut butter, something like that. That's good, but too good breakfast. What yeah. kind of yogurt? What's your yogurt go to? You know what? Just a regular stop and shop, whole milk. I'm, I don't do that diet stuff. Uh, you with do vanilla, a little or twist vanilla? of vanilla in okay, there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then you throw some blueberries in there, a great antioxidant, and uh, hopefully I'll live a few more months. <laughs> it is 8.12 on this Friday morning. It's oftentimes we check in with Steve Parker, 5.30 to 8.30 a.m. on Saturday. Every Saturday, except for December 16th. December 16th, it's going to be me. You're going to be, uh, be doing uh, December 16th. Yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, we, we talked to the powers that be. We feel comfortable. We're trusting you. We think you can do it. I'm a little nervous about it, and I'm super, <laughs> super excited to wake up at 4.30 on a Saturday. I'm, like, really excited. Uh, 
There's nothing like it. Getting off there, touching the people. How you been? I'm good. I'm good. Well, we saw you at Manchester Road Race. You had a good Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. It was really uh, it was fantastic. Kind of kind of quiet, but it was, it's always great to get over to the road race to see you guys. But, yeah, you know, like always, you know, a little bit over the top of the food, but we're doing okay. What's going on, uh, what's going on tomorrow morning? Well, tomorrow morning we've got we're just jam packed because we are coming up on the holiday store, so so many things are happening before we even get to that. So we got a couple of things we wanted to check in on the National Comedy Center. We've had all of this before. They just got all of Don Rickles stuff. Imagine his archives. So they're going to be uh, oh, wow. putting together an exhibit. It'll take a while, I think, to build that one, but they're going to tell us what it's all about. Um, there's a documentary that they're putting together about Toad's Place. Uh, Joe Franco, who's involved in that. Imagine the stories behind the walls of Toad's Place. So they're, gonna, they're doing a great, a great documentary about that. Um, then also Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet going to the other end of the spectrum. There's, um, there's a, uh, a show they're doing this weekend opening up on PBS. It's a debut about their lives with uh, their son David Lawrence put together with a guy named P.J. Lubinsky talking about their music and their lives. And also uh, Fresh Start Palette Products, building furniture, rebuilding lives. Place in Hartford started doing this back a few years ago, Brian, where it was a homeless shelter at a church, and they noticed these pallets outside that were just being thrown away, like they were all used up, right. similar to how a lot of homeless people are treated. And one of the guys got this idea, hey, I can make furniture out of those pallets. And now it's a huge company, and we're going to have one of their workers with us and also a woman who's the CEO of the place. So it's kind of a, a nice um, yeah. building on both sides. Good Love for it. the holidays. Love it. All right, Steve, we'll be listening 530 in the morning till 830. He packs a ton of stuff in to three hours. Uh, awesome. We'll be tuning in. Steve, thank you. Thanks a lot, man. Take care. Right. Bye-bye. All right, Steve Parker, again, 530 tomorrow morning here on WTSC News Talk 1080. It is just about 850. Uh, tomorrow, areas of fog, possibly some drizzle in the morning, some brightening sky or break of sun possible in the afternoon, 50 to 55. And then Sunday, showers and areas of rain near 50. We need that to change because I'm going to be at Gillette Stadium hoping I don't get punched in the face because my son's a Chargers fan. And that's essentially my goal is so we can get out of there safely. He can have a good time. And yeah. I don't get beat up. That's really sort of Max isn't a big trash talker. He's not going to. No, get but him. he's more a cheer for his team type thing. Oh, and that's so, fine. And he that doesn't necessarily have that that awareness of what's going on around him. But I, we're not in the super. Like I find that the alcoholic intake increases as you go up in the stadium. Yeah. The further up, the more drunk people yeah, pe- are. People and save I, on the tickets so they can buy the beer. <laughs> I say that. I say that with no arrogance because I've sat. My daughter and I sat in the second from the top just to see Brady play, but. Um, so I'd like the weather to clear up a little bit, but you know I'm gonna—I got a crazy weekend because I'm gonna be coming from Maine Sunday morning because I'm taking my daughter. My daughter's trying to figure out, you know, what schools to apply to. So we thought we'd um, take another swing through, you know, Colby and Bowden, which are not—I mean, they're reaches for her, but I mean, it's not off off the charts, you know, impossible or whatever. And my wife went to Colby, so I'm leaving at like five, you know, seven thirty tomorrow morning because we want to—we wanted to basically. We'll, we'll take a look at Bowdoin in late morning, early afternoon, then we'll take a look at Colby. And then we're going to go to the – turns out Colby and Bowdoin – and this might bore some people. Just bear with me a little bit. Colby and Bowdoin are huge rivals, like massive. It, I don't know what the equivalent is. Uh, you know, it's it's D3, but it's it's like – I think Amherst-Williams, but it's, it's, it's like they're Alabama-Georgia, whatever you want to yeah. do. And there's a hockey game between Colby and Bowdoin Saturday night – and this is Division Three, where we were lucky to get 75 fans and, and 50 of them were parents, right? I mean, like, people don't go. They sell tickets 
for this game because it's in such demand, right? Because they ha- they can't they'll they'll break the fire code. And so I went just yesterday for S's and G's just to see if they were doing the tickets. Because I didn't know they sold tickets for it. And they're like, it's sold out. Yeah. It's sold out. Yeah. And which is crazy. Hockey, hockey in Maine is, is like a I know, but you think too. a D3 hockey game sold out. It's just, you know, you wouldn't think. But that's the rival that would sell it out. Because hockey's big in Maine. And these two schools are huge rivals. And for, we're talking for centuries. So... Uh, my wife went to Colby, and I, I thought at the end of the email, because I went on a wait list, at the end of the email it says, if you have any questions or concerns, just uh, send, an, send an email, reply to this email, or call this number. And I was like, when do you see some generic you know, um, automated email that says reply? Usually it's mm. like, don't reply. So for just for the heck of it, I just, I just sent, sent an email and said, listen, uh, my daughter's coming up to look at the school. We don't even need to go to the whole game. We just like to go in for a few minutes to get the vibe, right? I mean, we don't even need to get in. Yeah. I said, my wife went to the school. My daughter's considering uh, applying uh, ED2, which is early decision two. And within 15 minutes, I get a reply that says, we pushed you through the wait list. There will be two tickets for you at Will Call. No way. Yeah. And and listen, my wife. You is didn't a, say like I'm Brian from Brian and Company on WTIC <laughs> in Hartford. I don't know what kind of weight that carries in Maine, <laughs> in Waterville, Maine. But I, I think it speaks to a couple things. You know, my wife had a decidedly more positive experience in college than I did, and I went to a really good school. I just didn't I didn't like it as much as she did, nearly as much. And you know, and she doesn't give a lot of money, but she's an alum, and and they haven't banned sort of legacy admissions yet either. By the way, but um, I just thought what a great gesture. You know, like. I don't know if it was because my wife went there or because we're looking at the school to possibly apply. I don't know what the reason was, but that was like the the kind because I I had zero expectations. Yeah, none. And I don't even need to go to the full game. I was like, I just want to show my daughter what the energy is like for an event like that. Because deep down, we'd love it if she went to Colby, but and I have friends who went to Bonham. But um, anyway, so I just was struck by whether it's good for business type move. It just was really like a stroke of just unexpected good fortune that made me really happy listen uh, are you still you're staying overnight up there yeah we're gonna uh what i i got a room at a at like a uh, some hilton property near portland so we're gonna drive like an hour and change after the game why you got an idea place to yeah Cause yeah because colby's right in waterville and i have uh, my aunt denise and uncle scott live right there you in, in, in waterville. On their floor? yeah yeah stop by and say hi to them and their two cats they'll love to see you um but there's a place nearby and um i think it's Winslow, I think it is. Uh-huh. Win- Winslow, um, Maine. It's called Big G's. Oh, I've been there. Bro. Oh, I've been there. I mean, Bro. It's, it, it's a day's worth of food. I yeah. mean, you can't eat that yeah. sandwich in a day. Oh, they Big had- G's is like, are you kidding me? My God. That that place is unreal. The pancakes are the size of like the desk in uh, front of you. The whole, uh, the whole, I mean, if you go to Maine... And you go up there, and you don't go to Big G. Yeah, I question your grab pa- a couple of the whoopie pies that they make. Yeah, I question your patriotism. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really question the your- peanut butter whoopie pies. Listen, if you're going, bring uh, one of those back. For Big your G's boy. has really good ones. The whoopie pies are outstanding. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that on the way out. They must open early, right? I think so. Let me see what. Um, that's a great idea. Let's see where they open. But I have to get up early to get to get to Gillette, so then I'm going to go from Maine to get to Gillette. They open at 8 a.m. Oh, that might not work for us. Might not work because Max wants to be there, you know, as soon as the gates open. Oh so. yeah. But either way, Big G's is a great call. Um, Good spot. Absolutely. I, I, I want to share this. I have three, four other like legitimately important things to talk about, um, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, <laughs> there's this. I just will quickly before we go to break, as we got to go, but. Uh, you know, Donald Trump's people are preparing to to win back the White House, and 
Axios, and you people should go read it themselves, but Axios uh, basically got their hands on sort of the questionnaire for interested people for entry-level federal jobs in a Trump administration. And, you know, it's pretty fascinating the questions they ask for people who want to work in the next White House. I'm not going to um, politicize or take a, take a stance on it. I just think it's interesting. Go to Axios and just look for the story. It's a really interesting read. They have the actual questionnaire. They got copies of it. <laughs> Which is, which is pretty interesting, too. Your time's 827. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. They said a lot of good trees this year, but the tall ones, if you want a real tall one, you got to buy now. That's what yeah. Well, you got to make sure it fits in the room. So Yeah, that would help. <laughs> you got to know yeah. your dimensions. You don't want to be like <laughs> Buddy the Elf flying high through the air to get the star on top. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> okay. Let's go to Mark Christopher, the Brown Pandiris, and Scott Traffic Center. Hey, Mark. Uh, we'll talk to you in about 10 minutes. Talk to David Light from, from McClatchy, D.C., uh, by the way, there's a lot of uh, Trump things to, to discuss. I talked about the, the questionnaires for prospective employees in a Trump White House. Also, the last poll out uh, from the Messenger and Harris X, 68% for Trump. And then no one else over 10. So both DeSantis and Haley. This is nationally. And I think the one thing that Ozzy Paloma pointed out that's really important, and it doesn't relate so much to Trump as it relates to DeSantis, because Trump is still has major leads even in Iowa and New Hampshire. But having said it, his leads in, for instance, his average in Iowa is 47. He just had 68 nationally, right? So that's 21 points. He just had 68 nationally that I told you it's it's under 46 in New Hampshire. doesn't mean that his lead is in jeopardy. It's just saying that the the early races, uh, it's different than the national picture. He's His average is just under 50 in South Carolina, again, a huge lead, but it's nothing like the national numbers, and I think that's one thing to point out. Now, I talked briefly yesterday about this sort of tirade he went on on True Social, a whole bunch of things, and this was you know, like 24 hours ago or whatever, the, and, and I don't want to talk about any of it except for one, one thing I do want to point out. Like there, There's a lot of things that happened during the Trump administration and a lot of things that didn't happen. The one thing, you know, the famous John McCain thumbs down and my one of my biggest political mantras is if you and this is why I actually have you know a pretty healthy respect for the Republicans here in Connecticut because a lot of the stuff that they've argued about they've had proposals for, and I think that's really important on on any side is that if you have an argument if you're against something well then you you have to have an alternative, and and an actual alternative and when it comes to healthcare you know we were told very early on in the Trump administration that they would repeal and replace. And we never got a plan. Never. Never, never. He said multiple times because I, I tracked him. I was on TV news. I, I read every tweet. We, I, may, I fought to get tweets put on the air because I thought they were newsworthy. He said multiple times throughout the four years that he had a plan, a great plan, the best plan. And he never put the f- plan forth. And so I just find the rhetoric about them coming up with a great plan in a new administration. I just take that with a bit of a grain of salt. I just wanted to make that one particular point. Um, 
The other thing that I, I talked about a little bit earlier is two other quick things I want to touch on. One is this Gavin Newsom, Ron DeSantis debate. I was first like, why are they doing this? And I'm, I'm, I think that even if, and I think ultimately some people think that Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, is running a shadow campaign for 2024, you know, just in case there needs to be somebody to step in. And maybe he is, maybe he isn't. And, and DeSantis, like, why would he debate a governor who's a Democrat when he's trying to win the White House? And I think it all has to do with 2028, to be quite honest. I think these are the, these are the two probably leading candidates in their respective party for that year, if you really want to think about it. Potentially. I mean, I don't know what DeSantis is going to happen. I mean, right now, Nikki Haley's got some momentum. So who knows if Trump wins who the, the next one up would be uh, in the Republican Party. But I think that has a lot to, lot to do with it. And so, because at first I was like, and I want to ask David Lightman if it, it sort of moved the needle at all in D.C. after last night and listening to it. The other thing I want to touch on just real quickly is today we're launching the holiday store. We're going down to Duncan Park uh, where we're doing our, you know, just our sort of launch sort of news conference or, or whatever you want to call it. And then starting next Friday, uh, we will start to be, whether it's Avon Old Farms Hotel or the Homewood Suites in Glastonbury or we're going to be at Mitchell, one of Mark Mitchell's dealerships on the December 16th. A whole bunch of different places. And I just encourage people to come visit us. You do what you can. I always say, like, you know, some people have more means than others. Just do what you can. I feel pretty confident that everyone listening can do something. So come visit. Say hi. I don't care if it's 5 bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, or, or a Nerf football. I really don't. Just be a part of it. And if you're already a part of it, bring a friend. Bring a family member. And as Matt said earlier, which I thought was great, bring your kids. If you got kids, you know, show them what it means to give. Show them, you know, and, and then we'll show you what, what radio. I mean, who knows what radio will be in 50 years. So bring them down. Either way, I just wanted to encourage people. Like, I, I think next Friday is at the uh, Avon Old Farms Hotel. Easy one. And you can get some. We'll have some breakfast there, too, if you want. But we'll also right down the road from Brugger's with the great breakfast sandwiches. Your time's 846. It's the best opening line. Everybody's high on consolation. Everybody's trying to tell me what is right for me. Hall and Oates. Perfect. Perfect. Now they hate each other. Squash it. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Get back together. Give them a couple million. Let them go <laughs> off into the off into the sunset. She's gone. I hadn't even thought about this one either. By the way, real quick, uh, today sun giving way to increasing clouds. Chance for an afternoon shower, low 50s. Tomorrow, areas of fog, possibly some drizzle. In the morning, some brightening sky or break of sun, possible in the afternoon, 50 to 55. So it's going to be mild. Sunday, some showers, areas of rain near 50. It's not very good for the local ski spots. I mean, we're, our family's a sundown family, and uh, yeah, they've been able to make snow this week, but this weekend's not going to be good for them. Uh, David Lightman, McClatchy, D.C. I don't know if he was in the south of France. I don't know if, if he was in... I don't know. Barbados. I don't know where you were, but you, I feel like I haven't talked to you in like a month. <laughs> well, there's that. Uh, yeah, it was last week, actually, before I Thanksgiving. Know. Feels like I, a long time. 
I know, I know. So much has happened since then, and it's about to happen. It's funny, you played She's Gone. I thought you were going to play He's Gone. And <laughs> Santos. Yeah, another hour here uh, in Washington. <laughs> but uh, well, we'll see. Let me ask you about that, because I, I you know, I'm pretty cynical about most of D.C. these days, uh, although I'm not, like, default that way. But, you know, this will shrink. There's two ways to look at this. This will shrink the Republican majority. So don't we have to give some props to Republicans who are like, this guy's got to go, is A. On the B side, though, I th- what, what happened to this wholly innocent until proven guilty stuff that we hear in other cases? That's what's so disturbing to many people about this. Yeah, uh, due process. I mean, granted, you have an ethics report that all but convicts them. But it doesn't convict them. I mean, it's scathing, yes. But who's to say that the next ethics report that says horrible things about somebody won't be used? In other words, are we going to go back and forth? It's kind of like censure. You know, it, the House never or rarely used censure as a punishment. Uh, it, it really took something egregious. Well, now, you see, a few months ago, they censured Adam Schiff for his role in impeachment, um, that kind of thing. So. Yeah, the standard is lower here, and and that's a real concern of a lot of people, which is why even though uh, we generally expect Santos to be ousted, it's no sure thing. A lot of people, that troubles them. Um, so the other thing with the Republicans, remember, it's, this is tricky because he's from New York, I guess Long Island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have five or six center-right Republicans who got elected last time and arguably – that was the, what tipped the balance to the Republicans in the House. And they're on shaky ground. A lot of their – Biden carried a lot of their districts. They tend to lean Democrat. Um, they need – they're being really, really careful here because uh, the more they're identified with the far right wing of the Republican Party, the more it's going to kill them. So there's that political calculation as well. What? Nothing about this is as simple as it seems. Yeah, and I also – I actually think Republicans, if by that – Logic, I think bouncing him is a good thing because then Republicans can reset and try to get a decent candidate in that district. I don't know, but I, I, I'm torn because the guy clearly is not fit to serve. There's no way he should be in Congress. But at the same time, you know, but n- none of us also, his crimes have been necessarily like criminal crimes, too. So it's it's really touch and go. I think he's going to get bounced because I think people are so embarrassed. But um I think he's got a point about due process. I really do. And the precedent makes other congressmen and women nervous because who knows what they got in their closet, too. Yeah, so. and from what I understand, that's a Democratic-leaning district that, uh, you know, they try they replace them, and chances are a Democrat will win. There's, there's another concept at play here, and I never know how to figure this one. The voters decide who represents that district, not the fellow members of Congress. That's right. another argument. and. If the voters don't want them, well, there's going to be an election. Yeah. yeah, so that's a tough one. It sounds like, unless you're, you're a journalist and you don't inject your personal, but it sounds like oh. you think there's a little bit of a tip of the scale toward, like, let this guy just sit there and stew and then get bounced in the election. But I'm not going to make you say whether that's your point or not. Um, no, I'm not going to go there. But uh, <laughs> I'll tell you this. Trying to talk to people about what they're going to do was tough yesterday. Yeah, well, we'll A so- lot of people uh, – there's everything we've just said was being said yesterday outside the House chamber. Yeah, I mean, it's it's comp- it's not simple, is, is the no. key. Bad guy gets bounced. Is not, it's not a l- linear proposition. We're talking with David Lightman from McClatchy, D.C. I was a little bit, um, I'm just really kind of interested in, in your thoughts on this DeSantis-Newsom debate last night. And I didn't, I, listen, I had an event for my son, so I, I really didn't get a chance to consume much of it, just a little tiny snippets. But I, I, is this about 2028? I guess, yeah. I mean, unless you believe that somehow Biden's not going to run, 
Um, yeah, this is about the future. You're watching two potential political stars here, two big state governors. Yeah, it was wild. I mean, it. they started slugging it out from the start and never let up. I mean, these two were armed with facts and insults and you name it. And um, the consensus seemed to be, well, each one got what they wanted. Um, neither one attracted probably any new uh, new voters. In other words, uh, DeSantis stuck to the right. Uh, Newsom stuck to the left. <laughs> there was no moderation there, and each tried to rip the other apart. It was a livelier debate than we're used to. It, yeah. was, it was really something. Um, listen, David Lightman from McClatchy, D.C., anything else down there? Uh, by, you know, the Israel-Hamas stuff looks like they're back at it. Uh, uh, we didn't get a lot of Americans out. Um, what's the talk in D.C.? Um, you know, it's very frustrating because – when the week began, the feeling was that somehow or another uh, the United States has to help Israel, they have to help Ukraine, but Republicans and some Democrats don't want to approve any money until they approve some tougher border restrictions, U.S.-Mexican border restrictions. There are talks going on now. All that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen until mid-December. They're scheduled to leave December 15th. I suspect, if not the end of next week, but early the week after that, all of a sudden there'll be a breakthrough because they know they need to do this, Uh, not just Israel but Ukraine. But they also know they can't do it without some meaningful border border changes. Now, Biden had a $14 billion package ready to go. Republic will that be enough for Republicans? Probably in the Senate, the House, maybe not. But they know they can't leave for Christmas without doing something for both Ukraine and Israel. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, the, the sentiment, by the way, is still very strongly pro-Israel. I mean, in the House, there's some sentiment for uh, the Palestinians, but by and large, this is still a very, very pro-Israel body. You know, but what's interesting, and we could talk about college campuses, which are, you know, there, there's a consistent leaning it seems with with that stuff but it's just it seems i don't know david like between some of this naked anti-semitism and this naked anti-muslim there's a lot of stuff that's just really it makes me sad a little bit like i don't really know like if people in dc understand how there's just a lot of ignorant insults being bandied about everywhere oh i think they understand and they don't know what to do um those who are older like me no, I was born after World, just after World War II, but of course we heard from our parents uh, the Holocaust and Hitler's march uh, through Europe and all that, and that sort of colors so much. I mean, you hear a lot of that, particularly when it comes to Ukraine. As for Israel, you know, again, those old enough uh, to have heard the uh, story of the creation of the Jewish state, the Holocaust, but the younger members of Congress, um, it's not, yes, they hear it, they fear it. But it doesn't have the same chilling effect, I think, in, in many cases. Uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen here. But, uh, again, the bottom line is the body, House and Senate, is still overwhelmingly pro-Israel and well aware of the anti-Islam, anti-Semitic uh, feeling out there. We're getting idiots putting swastikas up on college campuses here in Connecticut. Oh, it's my just, God. That, that's another whole— It's just terrible. Hey, anything else going on people should know about? Ah, let me think hard. Uh, yeah, uh, debate next week, Republican debate. Uh, will DeSantis keep the momentum going or Nikki Haley? I mean, Nikki Haley's had a great week. Uh, the big money people are flocking to her now. Can she keep – now all of a sudden expectations are high for her. Yeah. yeah. Can she keep that up?
And listen, I think I don't think Christie gets out until unless New Hampshire's bad. So and it looks like the exit for Ramaswamy is going to stay in as long as he can to sort of do his thing. But people need to get out for her to get traction. I mean, the latest poll had her and DeSantis under ten percent, but that's national. It's not New Hampshire or South Carolina. Hey, listen, we got to run. It's great to have you back, David. Hey, you too. Talk to you next week. Uh, David Lightman, the great David Lightman from McClatchy, D.C., joining us here on Brian and Company. Be safe out there. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.